Praise God. I'm going to tell you, they're going to take that on the road. I'm going to, man, that's going to be our fundraiser for next year. We're going to say, come and hear these people sing. The other thing is, I bet you never realized how angels got their wings, did you? If you'd have been observing down here, you'd see how they get their wings. They strap them on. That's what they do. So, yeah. Hey, this is a lot of fun. We do appreciate our, um, our children's department. We really do. Uh, the Noskers and the Brocks are the ones that really head that up. They have a lot of help, as Sister Wanda has said, but they do an excellent job. Praise God. If you know children who want to be a part of a growing um, uh, Sunday school class, that type of thing, or even Wednesday nights, you are more than welcome to bring your children here. They are just excellent teachers, and as you can see, they're learning a ton. They really are. And so consider that. Um, I'm just going to keep you just a few more minutes. I've got something that I want to um, say to you this morning. But before I do that, um, I, do, I want to invite you to the rest of our Christmas programs that we're going to be having. Next Sunday, of course, we'll have Sunday morning services and just a, a, an array of things go on here on Sunday morning. We have classes for every age group, and so we want you to understand that. But next Sunday night, next Sunday night, we're going to be having a very special candlelight service starting at 5 o'clock. And beautiful singing, uh, Sister Wanda has been, or Sister Wanda, um, uh, uh, Sister Chrissy, um, I have to write all of this down. I didn't, I forgot my lines too, okay? But uh, she has been doing a wonderful job of, 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 of coming up with some beautiful, beautiful music. And so you want to be a part of this. If you've never been a, in a candlelight service, it is really something that you don't want to miss. And so consider these things. We know, as uh, Sister Wanda has said, that, we, that you're busy. This is a time when we just kind of seem like we just don't have enough time in the day. Um, but I think it's a good idea for us to uh, consider taking some time and just reflecting. This morning I want to ask you a question. You know, Jesus was good at asking questions that would kind of get right to the point. Um, and, and there was a time in, in his ministry, um, and I don't, I'm not quite sure exactly how long the ministry had been going on, when Jesus was 30 years of age, he began his, um, his public ministry, and he went everywhere. And he made such a profound effect on everybody. But mainly, he was beginning to make an effect on his disciples. He took a group of people, and he really, really, really poured himself into that group of people. Well, one day, Jesus just kind of stopped the whole process for a few minutes, and he just asked the question. He said, who do men say that I am? And I think that's, that was a, a, a very, very, very good question. And, of course, you know, the, um, the first response was what the world thought of him. You know, and of course that response was that you're this one or you're that one or you're one of the prophets, that type of thing. And so you can understand by the answers that the disciples were giving him that there was an array of ideas of who Jesus is. Well, some 2,000 and some change later, I think we still got a similar dilemma. I think there, and I'm not here to say that I'm the expert, but I'm saying I believe that we still have a lot of folks out there that really don't know who Jesus is. And my prayer for this Christmas season for you, and I believe that God is going to grant this, I really do, is that God will open up your eyes and help you to understand who he really is and, what, and who he really and what he really represents in your personal life. Now, obviously, this was uh, beautiful here this morning, and there's just something about children coming up here and reenacting the, uh, the biblical story that just really kind of gives it some, some street cred, doesn't it? It really does. But realistically, folks, I believe that God wants to give you a personal revelation of who he is. Yeah. 
what he can do in your life. I'm telling you something, you know, uh, uh, Simon Peter, who was the one that really was, he, a lot of times he would say what everybody else was thinking. And finally, when Jesus said, you know, who do you say that I am? You know, Simon Peter, was, he, he looked at Jesus and he said, you are the Christ the son of the living God, which, under, which knew, um, which stated that they knew why and who Jesus was. Now, the response to, to that, of course, was Jesus saying, flesh and blood did not reveal that to you, Simon Peter, but my Father which is in heaven. And so I believe the same Spirit of God is in this place today. How many have felt the presence of the Lord in here since you've come? Isn't that wonderful? Well, I believe the spirit of revelation is in this place today for you. And, um, and, and so as I finish my remarks here today, my, my, I'm, I'm going to pray that God is going to give you a fresh understanding of who he is, even in this service in Jesus' name. Would, would those of you that know how to pray, I'm going to ask you to join me right now. Just lift your hands right now and let's ask the Lord to just all across this place right now. All across this place in the name of Jesus. Yes. Oh, that's it, Lord God. I believe that you are here in a special way. Praise God. Yes. In a special way, Lord God, that you can help everyone here to go home and know who you are and what they represent in your life. And God, I believe this Christmas season is going to be full of miracles. I believe the God that is with us, praise God, the God that is for us, is going to now going to begin to become the God in us in Jesus' name. And I pray for an outpouring of the Spirit, Lord God, not only in this place but in people's lives. I believe that they will receive the real Spirit, Lord God, so that they can understand who He is. And Lord God, as always, I give you the credit and the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Now, why don't we give God some praise right now? Can we do that? Praise God. And you can be seated. The Lord bless you. A good friend of mine, Mark Jordan, is a gifted, um, I would consider him a gifted communicator. And he wrote a book years ago called Angels I Have Heard on High. And it's a Christmas book. And I have gleaned from that book many, many times. It, it just is really, really, he has, like I said, a, a gifting to, to portray the things of God at Christmas time. And so many things, uh, and again, I'm here uh, not to d dispute any of it, but there's so many things that are traditional. And I'm not saying anything against tradition, but there are real things in the Word of God that God wants to begin to reveal to you and your family. And that's what makes uh, Christmas special as far as I'm concerned. I, um, I did not, was not raised in a church like this, and so I came to the Lord, and I, it's, it was quite a path. I'd love to tell you the story. Let me give you the shortened version. I came to the Lord, and uh, uh, began to move closer to the Lord in October, and I was baptized in Jesus' name on a, at, at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. There was nobody around. I'd never even been to one of these services. But God had dealt with me about his word, and so I knew I needed to start obeying God's word. And listen to me, friend, that is a key for you, is that God will, a lot of times will reveal his word, and there will be a little addendum there, and that is for you to begin to obey it. And as you begin to obey God's word, you're going to see doors opened up in your life like you never have before. 
And so I was baptized in Jesus' name on a Thursday afternoon. Nobody around, just me and the pastor. And it was an old-fashioned horse tank. It wasn't real pretty, but boy, I mean to tell you, it meant a great deal to me. And so I came to church for the first time that next Sunday, you know, on a, on a late October afternoon. And I was just amazed, and, and the singing here this morning kind of brought back those memories of how, man, it just hit me right between the eyes. I was glad to be a part of a group of people that loved to praise God. There's just something about that. But that Sunday night, I went down to an altar, and I knelt, and I wasn't really sure what was going to happen. I had some instruction prior to that, but I lifted up my hands, and after a little bit of tarrying, God filled me with the precious baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I'm here to tell you that I have never, ever been the same since that. Praise God. It was one of the most wonderful things that ever happened to me. But the point I'm making is that next Christmas, there were things that began to be revealed to me that I had never seen before. And so I am praying the same thing will happen to you. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you what God can do in your life. And if you can answer that question of who he is, I mean to tell you, folks, it will mean everything to you. You will begin to see doors opening in your life in Jesus' name. I was telling you about my friend Mark Jordan. He wrote the book, uh, Angels We Have Heard on High. And one of the chapters that he wrote, I want to read this to you today. I think this is worthy of your time. And what it's titled is called, The Greatest Man Who Ever Lived. The Greatest Man Who Ever Lived. Look at somebody and say, the greatest. The greatest. Look, at somebody, look at somebody else and say, I'm not talking about Muhammad Ali. <laughs> yeah. Well... Listen to this. Walk the hallowed halls of historical legends and measure the greatness that's on display. Now think about it. Ponder the genius of Greek philosophers, mathematicians, scientists, and artists. You can also go and weigh the vast holdings of King Solomon's golden-drenched majesty. And all of this is documented, by the way. Admire the military might amassed by Alexander the Great, who sat upon a mighty steed called, literally, the world, before he reached the age of 40, or emperor builder Napoleon Bonaparte, who swallowed up nearly all of the continental Europe while in his 30s. Think about this. There has been a lot of men in this world that have accomplished great things. Can you say amen? You can also contemplate, you know, uh, the, the delicate artistry of, of a, a person named Michelangelo. And all of these things are on display every day. You can research the vaunted bi biographies of a person named Charlemagne and William the Conqueror, Washington in our own history, and Lincoln. And I would advise you to do that. These are absolutely great reads. And you can study the incredible accomplishments of the world's inventors. You know, even just in the last 20 years, we have seen some incredible things happen in this world, you know. And so you can look at that. And so uh, there's explorers, there's all kinds of things that have happened in people. Inconceivable wealth, you want to talk about the Rockefellers, the Gettys, and even in our generation, the Gateses. But after this, I want you to consider this today. After this, you would not even have begun. You would not even have begun to describe the greatness of the greatest one of all. That's what I want you to consider here today. The one who came from Bethlehem thrust the world's celebrated personalities and their famed accomplishments into the shadows of literally insignificance. He shook, I'm talking about Jesus now, who do men say that he is? Who do you say that he is? He shook the world 
with each step he took. Without writing a word, now consider this Jesus, he inspired Gutenberg's press and filled the world with volumes. With no political power, he forged the basis of the most powerful civilizations in history. He didn't carry a sword, yet he vanquished all his foes. He boasted no economic degree, yet he became the essential subject for the most eminent scholarship of all time. He was beholden to no earthly teacher, yet he confounded doctors with his wisdom. And while he was on earth, now consider this, he gathered just a few close friends around him. But after ascending, his devoted followers literally numbered in the millions. It just grew profoundly, praise God. Now this Nazarene anomaly, that's what some people call him, triumphed over disease. He healed infirmities. He forced devils to surrender and death itself into his authority. That's what he did. That's why people were astounded when they would get around him. They had never, ever seen anybody like this Jesus. And I'm here to tell you that same Jesus is in this place today in the spirit. You can feel him. If you'll lift up your hands right now, you can sense him right next to you, praise God. He's not here to condemn you. He's not here to make you feel bad. He's here to help you in the name of Jesus. That's what he wants to do. Praise God. That's who this Jesus is. Amen. You think about it. You can read it in the Bible, praise God. The touch of his hand caused loaves and fishes to multiply. Raising his hand, hands literally calmed the wind and the waves and the extension of his hand reconstructed limbs and organs. One day, he walked up to a guy and, and spit on the ground, made up a little uh, clay eyeballs and stuck it right into that person's head and told him to go and wash in the water. And when he washed, he could see. Now, I'm talking about the same miracle power is in this place in Jesus' name. I want to stop here for just a second. Does somebody need a miracle in this place? I'm here to tell you, you are in the right place because Jesus is here to do that in the name of Jesus. Come on, if you need a healing right now, just lift up your hands. Give him an opportunity to do something great in your life. I'm telling you, he is powerful, and he's still powerful today. Oh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, he is the King of kings, the Lord of lords. Praise God. And I'm not going to force my view on you. That's not what I'm intending to do here today. I'm here literally, and I sense it in the Holy Ghost, that I'm stirring you up. Praise God. That's one of the things that, that, was, that happened to me that very first Christmas after I got the Holy Ghost. There were things in my life that were literally stirred up. I'd never seen it like that before. Christmas to me was just one long drunk. It was just getting off work. It was just giving presents that really a lot of people weren't even thankful for. And I'm not trying to be critical, folks. It was realistic. I imagine there's, there's several of you in the place that you can, you can sense the same thing. But would you like the joy back in your Christmas? Come on, would you like the joy of knowing that Jesus Christ, knowing who he is in your Christmas? Well, I'm here to tell you, you can have it today. You can have that kind of joy because the, the, the Bible teaches us that God is pouring out gifts in these last days that you're not going to find at Walmart. Come on, you're not going to find it at, at Menards or any of those other places. You're going to find them, praise God, a lot of times in a church just like this 
with people just like us, praise God, that we were nothings, but God began to make us something in Jesus' name. Praise God. Now listen, he could not be stopped and would not retreat. Now this is Jesus, and he challenged the prevailing powers of his own time and fundamentally changed all time. Listen, the world even acknowledged it because after his presence to be so profound that it converted the entire calendar from B.C. to A.D. Now that's no accident, folks. That's because Jesus came, and I'm here to tell you, he's still coming, praise God, the second time, but he's here in the spirit. And so those who knew him best worshiped him most. That's one of the giftings that God has given to us. You know, I, uh, uh, talent is one thing, and I appreciate talent, and, and, and it can go quite a ways. But I'm going to tell you something that, that, in my opinion, far exceeds talent, and that is the anointing of the Lord. If you think back when, while we were singing those songs today, you know, I, there's no talent here uh, other than what God has given us. But what you sensed today was the anointing of the Lord. And I'm here to tell you, I hope that this Christmas season, praise God, can really become something of, a, of an everyday thing for you. Now think about it. Every important holiday during the year enjoys its highest fulfillment on this one day. What's that? Christmas Day, listen to this, is the New Year's Day of a fresh start. Come on, it's a Valentine's Day of love. Now, I'm talking about Christmas. Memorial Day's sacrifice. This is what Jesus brought to the picture, by the way. Independence Day of freedom from sin's bondage. Can somebody say amen? amen. Yeah. Labor Day's rest and the greatest expression of thanksgiving. Now, every day worth celebrating, every song worth singing, every fact worth knowing, every story worth telling, every book worth reading, every journey worth taking, every task worth doing, every word or every word worth speaking, every friend worth meeting, and every life worth living finds its vital source in Jesus Christ. That's what I hope that you will, you will take away from this. Yes, the children did a marvelous job. They really do. The innocence, you know, just shines through. But listen to you. Listen to me. I wish you a, the, the merriest of Christmas this, the Christmases of this year. And I hope that you'll find the true peace and the warmth of fellowship with your friends and your families. I'm going to tell you something. God never took anything away from me that was of any value. He just enhanced it. That's what he did. And I thank God for that every day. And so let me leave you with this thought before we sing our last song tonight, today, okay? It says, the true blessedness of Christmas, think about it, however, flows only from the worship and exaltation of Jesus Christ, the greatest man who ever lived. Somebody give me an amen. amen. Now, my prayer for you is to experience him anew during this glorious season. He is Yeshua. He is. Jehovah has literally become our salvation. Who do you say that Jesus is? Listen, while we sing this last chorus, you contemplate that in your mind. I believe the Lord can enhance that in the name of Jesus in, in a powerful way. In Jesus' name, praise God. Praise God. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship 
As we lift your holy name, you deserve the glory. Yes, he does. And the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we lift your holy name. For you are great. You do me recall so great. There is no one else like you. Never will be. There is no one else like you. For you are great. You do me recall so great. There is no one else like you. No, there is no one else like you. That's who he is. You deserve the glory, yes you do, and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we lift your holy name. You deserve the glory, oh, and the honor. Hallelujah. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we lift your holy name for you are great you do me recall so great there is no one else like you never oh there is no one else like you for you are great you do me recall so great there is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. I'm going to sing it one more time. You deserve the glory. Yes, you do. And the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship. As we lift your holy name, you deserve the glory, oh, and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we lift your holy name, for you are great. Sing it with me. Miracle so great. There is no one else like you ever. Oh, there is no one else like you, because you are great. You do me recall so great. There is no one else like you. No, there is no one else like you. Because you are great, you do me recall so great. 